Welcome everyone to another episode of Full Definition, where we're exploring the full life that Jesus came to offer everyone. And what we do here on FD is we try to break that down, look at what it really means. What does it look like to have full life? And how can we get more of that in our everyday lives? And today, guys, we are talking about grace. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so good. This is just another beautiful part of the full life that Jesus gives us when we put our faith in him and follow him. And guys, I've been living in the grace of Jesus in the last few months. I mean, like, I've been living in it a long time, but like, you know, becoming more aware and just seeing it and being aware that I'm receiving it. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, if I get carried away, if I get carried, I can get carried away with stuff, you know. Um, before I get carried away, let's just set a baseline as usual. What are we talking about? What is grace? Okay. Grace is unmerited freely given love and favor. Ooh, I love it. All right, let's break that down. Let's break that down. Unmerited. That means it can't be earned. There's no work. There's no action. There's no deed that I can do to earn grace. And then grace is freely given. <laughs> there's nothing else to say about that one except it's free you don't give anything in exchange for it you don't uh, pay for it you don't do anything like that it, it, grace doesn't come with strings attached there's nothing you have to do after you, you know you're not constrained to do anything afterwards by grace grace is freely given the, the person just giving the grace just decides you know what I just want to give you this grace. I'm happy to give it to you. It's like, you know, it's a wholehearted, joyful expression of just a gift of love. Amazing. <laughs> and, and we show grace, okay, to someone when we treat them better than they deserve. And, and this is what I mean. It's like, imagine, okay, yeah, yeah, this is good, this is good. Imagine the men's 100-meter final race of the Olympics. You know, everyone who has got into this race has worked so hard. They've been training. They've put all the effort in. They had coaches, diets, all this kind of stuff. And then the guy who wins the race gets a gold medal. Okay, let's just assume that I'm the one giving the medals. Hey, why not? <laughs> so I give the gold medal. That's not grace. <laughs> it is not great. He, 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 he won the race. He deserves it. Right? So, but let's say now that um, that same winner of the race, taking his gold medal, and he goes over to, let's say, a kid's school race. And he sees this little kid who came last in the race and he goes over and he gives his gold the olympic gold medal to the kid and says well done i see so much potential in you Ooh! <laughs> here's a gold medal okay that's grace <laughs> there's no <laughs> you you didn't do anything to deserve a gold medal from the Olympics, that kid 
And afterwards, guess what? Even if the kid doesn't do anything, doesn't do any sports, doesn't do anything related to athletics or Olympics, they still have the gold medal. That's great. <laughs> that is great. It's so good. And so, like, uh, grace is just one of those things where, ooh, it's free. It's a gift. Enjoy it. There's no strings attached. It's beautiful. And, you know, there's something really interesting that's happening in our culture today, I think, guys. We are taught to tell people, you know, this is what I deserve. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I mean. People go around and say, hey, no, 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 I deserve this. I deserve to be treated like this. I deserve to be greeted like this. I deserve X, Y, Z. Okay. Go around saying, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. Now, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not good to know what you deserve. Hey, if you're aware of what you're doing and you know exactly what you deserve, that's amazing. Um, and I'm not saying that, hey, hey, you should, you should let people treat you however they want and be rude and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Listen very carefully. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. What I am saying is, why settle for what you deserve <laughs> when there's grace? <laughs> I, I don't want what I deserve. If I, if I look, you know, I could talk about myself because I know myself, right? If I got exactly what I deserved, mm, I can guarantee that my life would be a lot harder <laughs> than it is right now. <laughs> but I've got grace. <laughs> why would I want? Why would I want to get what I deserve when I can get better, <laughs> way better than I deserve? That is grace. Don't settle for what you deserve. Don't let the culture set your expectations so low. No. The grace that is available to you and me woo, exceeds that. You know, it's just so beautiful. And grace is what makes the difference. You know, we don't realize, I think, how much of the things that we appreciate come by grace. Like... Or let's say, let's take an example where you see there's a really successful entrepreneur. They've done really well. Their company has grown, etc. You know what? That is one company of probably about 100 or 200 people that were trying to do the same thing that worked and the other guys didn't. And people will look at it and say, oh, look, this coincidence that happened and that coincidence happened and they, you know, they timed it right and did it. No, they, they couldn't predict the future. They didn't time it. It's grace. <laughs> It's like, okay, you can do it. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a strategy involved in building a company, 100%. There are all sorts of elements that you go. You can do all the preparation that you want. And I, I bet you the other guys whose companies didn't work, they also had strategy. <laughs> but what makes the difference? What makes the difference? Simple things like, you know, if I, whatever I put my hands to, if it works out... I look at it and think, wow, that's beautiful. That's grace. Um, if, if, if a farmer goes and plants, you know, crops in a field and he gets a harvest, that's great because not every farmer enjoys that. Sometimes stuff happens. There's a drought. There's locusts. There's something that happens that can ruin your crops. And it's like so many things out of our control. We realize 
nothing differentiates. I, I, I'm not walking around thinking, oh, I, I'm better than that person because, hey, my business worked and theirs didn't, so I'm the genius. It's like, well, actually, I'm just enjoying grace. <laughs> so good. But, you know, where does grace come from? Let's look at it really like, I've talked about it and how beautiful it is and how much I enjoy it. But where does grace come from? Grace comes from God. God is the God of all grace. So good. So good. And his throne in heaven is called the throne of grace. It is beautiful. In Hebrews chapter 4, we read this, that we can all draw near to the throne of grace where everyone who's put their faith in Jesus will find grace and mercy when they need help. You know what? I need help. That's that's the first thing. I'm just like, you know what? I need help. Whenever I need help, there's a throne of grace. The throne of God is there and I can just come to it boldly because of Jesus and receive grace. And that's amazing. God gives grace. And one of the first things we see when we put our faith in Jesus, one of the first signs of his grace in our lives is his presence. You know, Jesus doesn't say, hey, look, you over there, sort your life out. (laughs) I can see all the mess. I can see everything is like upside down, untidy, things left out of place. You haven't even cleaned up. No, 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 no. Clean up and then maybe I'll think about coming. No, that's not Jesus. (laughs) Jesus does not treat us as we deserve. Jesus is the king of heaven. (laughs) But he will come into your heart as soon as you invite him, regardless of the state. That's grace. (laughs) And so... The first thing we get is that distinguishing presence of God in our lives. That is the grace of God. The grace of God is like you can almost, you can see God's presence just resting on someone. And, and, and you see that in, in various people in the Bible. There's a, there's, a, there's a person called Joseph, okay, who is one of the sons of Jacob, whose name was turned to Israel. And he got... Uh, <laughs> He got screwed over, basically, by his brothers, sold into slavery, and then goes into a foreign nation in Egypt where he wasn't familiar, probably didn't speak the language, all this kind of stuff, and and he was a slave. And when he got to this guy called Potiphar's house, everyone could look and see, hey, God is with this guy. God is with Joseph. How did they know? There was just a distinguishing presence, the grace of God. You know, there's nothing in Joseph's story that tells us that he did anything special or he was particularly righteous, anything like that. You know, there are actually people in the Bible that are noted for their righteousness and they're noted for their, like, you know, uprightness. Like, there's a guy called Job, okay? And his introduction in Job chapter 1, verse 1, I think it is in verse 1, it says something like this. There is a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and he was blameless and upright, and was one who feared God and shunned evil. Now, 
Uh, that's a that's that's a super intro, okay? If you're in the Bible and 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 you're being introduced as someone who is blameless, whoa, right? Okay, so that that that's like a, and then and then there's another one. There's another Noah. Okay, Noah comes before I think, and Noah's intro kind of goes like this: Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. Now you're thinking, whoa, okay. So if anybody you know is going to have the presence of God, it's probably those guys, right? Joseph, Joseph's introduction is like this. <laughs> Joseph was feeding his father's sheep with his brothers. <laughs> but his father loved him more than all the rest. Okay, that's about all we get from, from Joseph. So nothing extra special about him that made us think, oh, you know what? He deserved God's presence. Okay, and, and just to be clear, Job and Noah do not deserve God's presence. Um <laughs> there's no there's no deserve this is grace this is grace but it's just it's just to just point out that we don't have to be anything special you don't have to be this you know ultra righteous perfect person before god comes to live in your heart to know you to so that you could know him no there's no barriers there's no merit there's nothing you have to achieve before you receive Jesus is by grace. He just comes. He's just like, you know what? I love you. I just want to show you that I love you by coming to see you exactly where you are. And let's go. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So there's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to do. And another guy called Moses, Moses prayed. Uh, so I, I love these. So all through the Bible, you see all these guys, different signs. They, they know the presence of God is the grace of God. It says that Moses found grace. And Moses said to God, if I have found grace in your sight, then let your presence go with us. And God said, okay, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And, and there is that thing of just God's presence follows us everywhere. And as soon as you become a Christian, you have God's presence with you. That is the grace of God. It doesn't depend on what you do. And so if you if you do something wrong, if you lie, if you cheat, if you, you know, whatever it is, God is not going to be like, oh, oh, that's it. I knew you were going to do it. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. <laughs> See you guys. No, that's, that's, that's not God. God, his grace is so beautiful and it's not determined by our performance. Just like we said, grace cannot be earned. It's a free gift. He is doing it. He is staying with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us, because he loves us. It's just his favor. It's just his love being poured out on us. He's like, receive it, receive it. I love you guys so much. And you will always find forgiveness with God, right? That, that, that's, the, that's the beautiful thing. You will always find forgiveness with God. So never, ever feel like, oh, no, I've done this thing wrong, and now... God is not going to want to see me or God is not going to want to talk to me or I'm way, you know, my story is way too rough. My story is way too dark uh, for God to want to even know me. No, nah, no, nah, not true. There is nothing that is to anything <laughs> for the love of God. It's grace. All you have to do is receive it. And that reminds me of another story in the Bible talking about the grace of God with Isaac. 
And just to just to illustrate the point again that God is doesn't God is not transactional. I, I think that's one main thing I want to bring out about God's grace. Grace, all grace comes from God. Um, God might pour it directly onto our lives, or you know, He might pass it through someone, and you know, but it's all coming from God. And it reminds me of this story in Genesis twenty six where Isaac, who was the son of Abraham, okay, there's a famine in the place where he he's staying. And um, he's, he, he's making a plan in his mind. Let me go to Egypt. Let me go there because there'll probably be food there and my family will be safe. And God said to him, hey, no, stay where you are. And he's like, huh? Okay, because you said I'll, I should stay here, I'm going to stay here. And then he goes and stays uh, near this king called Abimelech. And when he's staying there, the people around them see his wife, Rebecca, and they're like, mm, she's hot. Okay. And then they start asking questions. Who, who is this woman you have with you? And he gets afraid. He's like, crap, they're going to kill me if they find out I'm her husband because they are going to see how beautiful she is and just destroy me and take her, you know, for themselves. So he lies, okay, and says, she's my sister. And then what happens? The king looks out his window one day and sees Isaac being affectionate. He's, uh, you know, he's showing her some love, right? Uh, in, in, in a, in a, in a you know, PG way. <laughs> but he just sees her being affectionate, right? And, I mean, he sees Isaac being affectionate towards Rebecca. And the king comes and says, hey, whoa, bro, why did you lie to us? Why did you tell her? I mean, why did you tell us she was your sister? Clearly, I've just seen you guys now. She's your wife. And Isaac then goes, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Look, I, 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 I was afraid. I thought you guys were going to kill me if you found out she was my wife. And then the king now goes, okay, now that I know she's your wife, I make a decree over my whole kingdom. Anybody who touches you or your wife is going to answer to me. Whoa. Look. The foreigner <laughs> in the whole land now suddenly has the favor of the king. That's grace. After lying. <laughs> After lying. Okay. And deceiving and trying to be manipulative. Grace treats us better than we deserve. And is not merited. It's free. Like that, 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 that's the grace of God. It's not about whether I'm good or bad. It's not Santa Claus. <laughs> Nothing like that. God is the same. He's constant. He loves you. And he does all the things he does out of the love that he has for you. It's unconditional. It's so beautiful. And Isaac goes on to prosper. He does really well. Everything he does is just succeeding. And that's the grace of God. And you can see, again, the people, the king comes to him and says, wow, I can see God is with you. Everything that you're doing is growing so big. You're getting too big for us. Can you move? <laughs> and, and Isaac is like, okay. So he moves down into a valley close by and settles there and starts to dig wells and, you know, for his, his sheep, for his, his cattle, all this kind of stuff. And the people who, like, are native to the land, you know, they start to antagonize. They'd be like, no, this is, this is our land. This is our well. And Isaac doesn't fight with them. He just moves on. 
and digs another one and moves on. And everywhere he went, he found water. He looked like they could have dug their own wells. They just wanted to find trouble. And the thing is, like, sometimes, even when God's grace is on you, okay, you still experience opposition. You're still going to experience people being angry with you. They might look and see, hey, what, what's so special about this guy? Why is his stuff doing so well? And then you get enemies. <laughs> but what you need to know is you got grace. <laughs> you got grace. The, so you see the way in which Isaac responded so beautiful. Don't, don't fight. Don't argue. Don't get into a dispute over this. If you've got grace, guess what? As long as you go where God told you to go, <laughs> you're good. You're literally good. So it's just so amazing, so beautiful. And all we have to do with grace is receive it. Receive the grace of God. Now, of course, if we can receive grace, then it's possible to reject it. Okay, you can, I, I, can, I can offer you a free gift, an amazing gift. And you can simply say, hey, no, thank you. Hey, you know, free will. That's well within your rights to just simply say, hey, no, thanks. Looks good, but not for me. But I would advise everyone, everyone to receive God's grace. It's beautiful. And you don't have to do anything to earn it. And it's free. And it's good. Uh, grace, uh, I must say, it, it is not giving someone something that's bad for them. No, I must clarify that. God's grace is a good gift, right? I, I said it's love and favor, love and favor. Those two words are positive, right? Love and favor to someone freely. So when you just lavish, I love that word. It's like you pour in excess, you just like overflow. You know what I mean? lavish love and favor on someone. That's grace. So it's amazing. And, and what, what's our response to grace? You know, what's my response to grace? When I get grace, I'm so thankful. Gratitude. Gratitude. I remember I, I got a, I got a, I, I, I was applying for jobs and stuff. And I got a, an, an, an interview with a place I was hoping to get. And after that interview, they were like, you know what? We really like you. We really like you. And I, and I just felt like, wow, that's grace. That's grace. And, and when, I, when I went to bed that night, my, my wife was telling me, do you know you were saying thank you in your sleep? I was so grateful <laughs> to God. I was so grateful to God that even in my sleep, I would say thank you. You know, like, it, it's, it's so beautiful what it does. It just... I don't know, it transforms our outlook. We see something of hope, um, love. You, when you receive that love, that favor, you're just like, wow, thank you. Especially when it connects with something that you needed. Or maybe it was something that you weren't aware you needed. Isaac perhaps thought, oh yeah, I, I'm vulnerable here. And then God said, okay, look, I'm going to have the king be your bodyguard. Wow. <laughs> like... That's amazing. That's grace. And you're just so grateful. So our response to grace is always gratitude towards God. It comes from him. Now, if God uses someone to, to, to bless us, to, to pour his grace through, then we're grateful to that person as well. But always remember, God is the God of all grace. 
And his throne is the throne of grace. Everything that is grace, all grace, comes from him. It's beautiful. And one last thing I really gotta, I really gotta touch on, I think, is this grace is not a license to do whatever we want. I think, you know, because I've been going on about, oh, it's unmerited, you know, God doesn't uh, check, keep a, you know, keep a checklist of how many things you've done right and wrong and all that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, that is all true, okay? But grace is not a license to do whatever we want. Bible says, shall we continue to sin? Shall we continue to do what we know is evil because we have grace? No, certainly not. It's very clear. I'm not going to say, hey, look, because I got grace when I lied about my wife being my, uh, my, my, wife being my sister, I'm going to keep doing it everywhere I go. No, no. We know the right thing to do. Tell the truth. <laughs> the grace of God is on you. But that doesn't mean, hey, I'm going to keep lying wherever I go and keep doing the thing that I know is wrong. Absolutely not. We should not do that. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is just a free gift of God. So we shouldn't take it for granted. We shouldn't, you know, it's like if we do that, we're basically abusing grace. You know what I mean? Like, like you're, you're taking it for granted. You're like, yeah, I've got grace so I can do whatever I want. I've got grace so I can be rude to that person. No, no, that's not what grace is for. Grace is for so much more in our lives. And it's just, just to let us know that we're loved. I think primarily that's it. And the grace that comes to us through Jesus is the biggest expression of God's love. I know, I know that I am already a citizen of heaven. That's my best citizenship. <laughs> That's my best. I love it. Um, because of Jesus, I, and there's nothing I, I did to earn it. There's no way. I know that of my own, I can't merit it. There's no way. I can't be good enough to earn my way into God's kingdom. No way. In the beginning, in creation, when you read Genesis chapter 1 and 2, you see that God walked with Adam. There was this closeness. There was no barrier. And then when Adam and Eve sinned, they were driven out of the garden, out of that place of intimacy. And what Jesus did, he saw us and said, look, you need the intimacy with God. You were created for intimacy with God. Every one of you, you, me, we were created for intimacy with God. And he saw that we couldn't earn our way back to intimacy. None of us could be righteous enough to meet God's standard of righteousness. <laughs> and in his grace, he said, you know what? The things that you deserve for all the things that you do wrong, put it on me. That's what Jesus did. And so on the cross, he took all of that, everything that we deserve. And then instead, oh, this is why grace is so beautiful. Instead, he gives us his righteousness, which does meet God's standard. <laughs> and 
I couldn't earn it. <laughs> you know, it, he freely gives us his righteousness, his joy, his love that he receives from God, the intimacy that he enjoys with God. He now gifts it to us freely. And you and I can now enjoy that. That is grace in action. That is the love of God. That is the favor of God poured out to everyone. It's so beautiful. And so like, I'm living in this space where I'm just like, Jesus, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you made it possible that I can have this relationship with God, that I can have this relationship with you. And everything that comes into my life through that, ah, oh, guys, it's so beautiful. I can't encourage you enough. Don't reject grace. Receive it. Receive it. It is good for you. It is good for me. Grace is so beautiful, guys. The grace that comes through Jesus, ah, oh, phenomenal. And I think if there's anyone listening, you think, oh, you know what? I felt... I felt unworthy. I felt like God wouldn't want to have anything to do with me because my story is so dark. My past is so dark. If you knew what I knew about myself, you wouldn't want to know me. Like there's lots of people that that I meet that I try to hide myself from because I know if they really knew me, they'd leave. They'd run away. And you might be thinking, yeah, God is like that. I, I, I don't even believe now because I think he he's going to reject me. But Actually, I want to tell you, oh, the grace of God, <laughs> the grace of God goes way beyond anything we can imagine. There's nothing too dark. There's nothing too bad that any of us has done that would make God say, I don't want to know you. No, he always does. And so, if you're there and you just want to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. Then maybe just pray this prayer. Just say, Jesus, it seems like you also gave your life for me. You also did this exchange for me where you took what I deserve and gave me the gift of grace. Would you please... Come into my life. Come into my heart. That distinguishing presence that we've been talking about. Can you please live in my heart so that I also may have your presence with me all the time. All the time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, guys, this is so amazing. Can't wait to the next one. Definitely check it out when it drops. Um, but until then, guys, have a blessed day. Have a blessed week wherever you are. God bless you. God's grace be upon you. And just, yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy the grace, guys. Receive it. It is so good. Till next time. I have come so that you might have life to the full, that you might receive the spirit of my Father. God in heaven, and that he may testify from within you that you are his, and that you may cry out to him from the depths of your soul, Abba, Father.